Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerials podcast. Now with the Digitant family of podcasts. How's it going, guys? Hope you're having a wonderful week. Uh, what's going on? So lots of stuff happening at Wrap Your Head Around Silks. Check the show notes. Always free mini course. If you want to check out my teaching style, um, roll it out, which is our uh, live virtual 60 minute class that happens two times a week. You get to see me in person on zoom and a bunch of other resources for you guys. All right, guys, today we have Danny Mermo. She is actually somebody that I know. I see her every week at roll it out. She is a mama and an aerialist, uh, in Florida. She's got four kiddos and, um, you know, she's gone through a divorce, which was particularly tough. And, Ariel is what she found in its in its absence in that gap there and she has flourished and thrived in her aerial practice and as a person all of it and um and I'm so grateful to know her in my life um she's just a joy she's just a joy and um I'm and an inspiration and uh especially to those four kids of hers that she devotes her time to. Um, all right, my friends, let's get started. All right. So I, I know Danny pretty well now because I see her every week. She is one of my roll it out students and we meet every Sunday evening and we torture ourselves together and it's a, it's a joy. Yes, it is a joy. <laughs> uh, Danny is an aerialist. She's a mama of three. And uh, actually, four. Four. Why did I think three? Yes. Okay. Because one of mine refuses to have her picture posted ever, but she exists. Okay. So, yeah. So, after a couple, after many months of like me working with Danny and Roll It Out, I was like, wait, why aren't you on the podcast? Like, that's what my thought was. I was like, oh. Hello. So, uh, Danny, if you will introduce yourself, where you're from, a little bit about your family, a little bit about your aero practice, then I'll just jump in. Okay. Um, so I'm Danny. I live in, um, St. Petersburg, Florida area. I've been an aerialist for a little over four years now. Um, and I have four children. Um, I got into Ariel. It's kind of a sad story, but it has a happy ending. Um, when I was 33, my husband, you know, had a sudden change of heart, decided to move out very unexpectedly, um, threw my entire world into darkness and chaos. It was a very dark time. Um, but in my uh, solitude, I started, you know, using Instagram more, you know, scrolling away the numbness. And it just so happened that my favorite band had gone on tour and I was like, oh, I should follow them on a whim. Started seeing posts where they had aerialists on their tour and immediately I was like, oh, what is this? Um, at first I was like, oh, you know, that's so cool for people who can do that. And then I was reading one of those self-help books that's like, what would you do if you could do anything, if you could be anything? And the answer that came to me was, I want to be one of those pretty sparkly girls spinning around to music. Um, and then I went and started taking classes a few months later and fell in love immediately. And now it's you know one of the biggest parts of my life, one of the biggest joys of my life. 
Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm doing this because I, ne- I didn't know any of this. So who is the artist of that tour? The artist is Devachka. They play in Los Angeles sometimes. If you ever get the chance, you should go see them. They're amazing. What kind of music is that? It is so hard to describe. I mean, it's an indie band. Um, uh, okay. It's rock, but it has all these elements from different types of sounds and different cultures. It's very emotional, very beautiful. Um, it's so hard to describe, but that was like the music that got me through the darkest times was that, like on constant rotation. And then it just so happened that that's where I discovered what became my passion. It's just, it was all faded, you know? Okay. And then all four of your kids are with your ex-husband? No, they're with me. No, I they're mean, with me, like I mean, biologically. Of the time. Biologically. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Got it. I met him when we were very young. Like, we had a big family. Uh, we had a life plan. And then, you know, he changed the plan. But it happens. Yeah. I mean, I went through divorce, too. But it was very different because I it, it was a very short marriage. But no matter what, it's so devastating when it happens. Yeah, it absolutely was. It still is sometimes. But, okay. you know, we're taking it day by day. So you guys just co- co-parent? Yeah, the children are with me about 99% of the time. Um, He has a business and he provides for us really well. And he comes and spends time with them every week. Um, You know, he's been great about making sure I can always make it to aerial class and other things. So, you know, it's it's a pretty good situation considering the circumstances. But the story does have a happy ending because my aerial practice has brought me so much healing and it's truly what helped me become the person that I am now in my marriage and also you know as the mother of four very young children I was quiet I was accommodating always putting everyone else's needs and desires ahead of my own I wasn't even in touch with my own desires Because my entire world revolved around making sure everyone else around me was always taken care of. And in the aftermath of our separation, I was so broken. My future felt so empty and bleak and hopeless. Like there was nothing there for me. But the spark of inspiration I found after I discovered that being an aerialist was actually an option for me. It was something I could do. This new dream of being strong and graceful and performing on stage really did save me. It gave me something big and positive to pour my love and energy into. It was like I'd given myself permission to want something. It felt so big when I realized that even as an adult, I could want to be a star on stage like I did when I was five years old. And when I started Silk's classes, it was the first time in my entire adult life at age 33 where I suddenly felt like I was allowed to exist just as myself not as a mother, not as a wife or a girlfriend or a friend. I stepped into this new world 
that I didn't associate with my marriage or any of my memories is an entirely new circle of people to meet and connect with. And it really did change the game for me. So even though it came about through such a sad turn of events, I do believe that the timing and the way this all played out was fate. And whenever I get sad, I remind myself that if things had gone any other way, I might not have discovered Ariel. And it's even less likely that I would have started carving out the time away from my family to go pursue this without that redirection from the universe. And it's so important to me now. I can't imagine my life without being an aerialist. Or I guess if I imagine it, it sounds pretty awful. Okay, let's talk about these, these kiddos. Now, you did not have an aerial experience during the pregnancies and stuff because you found it after. But is there anything... Yes. Is there anything that comes, that stands out of your prenatal and postpartum times with all four of those kids that, that was particularly rough or particularly amazing? Um, you know, I was lucky. My pregnancies were not too bad, but the healing after, especially after my second child was very difficult. He was a 10 pound, seven ounce baby. And I am 5'1 and very small. Um, so after he was born, I had a lot of uh, putting back together to do. And I didn't know very much about the way all the muscles connect inside. So I went back to the same exercises I did pre-baby. And then also my husband at the time, he got into um, like doing a lot of kettlebell stuff similar to CrossFit. And he was doing it at home, having great results. So I started doing the same. I cleaned up my diet, everything. All my muscles through my back, my shoulders, my legs looked amazing, but my stomach still looked pregnant. Um, so I ended up having to do a lot of reconstructive work here just to be strong enough to exercise again, period. Um, I found a program that was called Mutu System. It's by a woman in London. I forget her name, but it was excellent. It was like at-home exercises. Um, and then after I did that, I recovered real easily from my second two babies or after him. So that baby. program, was it a lot of diaphragmatic breathing type of stuff? Yes, everything involved breathing. And it started with exercises that seemed so simple. They barely feel like exercises and then just, you know, moved you up through the tears. Wow, four kids. Every time I think my yes. my other <clears throat> my other co-host for Greener Grass, she's got four kids too. I'm just like, oh my God. Because I feel like my body is not the same from one. And I cannot imagine like that exponentially. I also struggled severely with body image since my teens. Um I was severely anorexic by the time I was 16, and it was a struggle well into my 20s um, until I was pregnant with my first baby and breastfeeding after that, but I never fully dropped the toxic relationship that I had with my own body and the way that I saw it. 
And I had a moment of absolute joy one day about a year or so into my aerial practice when I realized that I was no longer picking my body apart when I saw it in the mirror in the way that I used to, or looking at photos and bemoaning where I looked fat in that one. You know, I didn't really look fat, of course, but I saw myself that way very unfairly. And while I don't think that part of me will ever necessarily heal completely, I feel like becoming an aerialist and shifting my focus onto what my body can do, um, becoming more flexible, getting the splits, becoming as strong as we need to be to do what we do up there has had such an incredible positive effect on the way that I see myself and the way that I see my body. And, you know, even though giving birth and breastfeeding a baby are some of the most magical, incredible things that our bodies can do, we can create an entire human and sustain their life. But the way that those changes look on the outside was difficult for me, as I'm sure it is for most, if not all of us, in some way or another. So being able to shift the focus onto something my body could do, but also something that had a byproduct of making my body look great after going through four pregnancies um, and two miscarriages, um, it was absolutely profound. And I'm so thankful for that healing. You started your practice like four years ago. And yeah, beginning of 2019. What was that process like at the beginning? Like what was challenging about it? Oh my gosh, everything was challenging about it in the beginning. Um, I say I started with silks. For some reason, that was the one that just stuck in my head. Like, this is where I need to begin. It's still my favorite. Um, I say it was love at first climb because it was my very first class. I didn't want it to end. Um, but it was hard because I had no dance background, no gymnastics, no nothing. So the grace did not come easily. That took a very long time. Um, the orientation in the air, mm. you know, when you forget your left and your right because you're upside down. Um, I feel like I just took so long to pick up how to put together sequences. Once I got it, I got it. But it took easily like close to a year to even feel like I sort of had it. Uh, muscles I didn't even know I had hurt at the end. Um, but now I feel like I'm in much better shape than before I had kids. Um, it's just been such an incredible full body experience. Yeah, that um, I call it 3D dyslexia when you're in the air and you can't and you lose and you lose your ability to figure out like which arm is what, which foot is what. Yes, all of that. I mean, I 
I was teaching yesterday and I was teaching something and I would say right hand and, you know, the student would like twice in a row be like left hand. I'm like, no, right hand. No, your other right. You know, yes. like, um, and it's so real. It's so real for students. And it's been such a long time since I have felt that. But that is such a reality for beginners, the upper body strength. Like whenever a new person comes in and they either have like rock climbing, like indoor bouldering type of thing, uh, gymnastics or dance, like you can see the other people in the room. They're like, ugh. You're obnoxious. Yes. <laughs> because it just means that they're not starting at, at ground zero. But when you are starting at, I didn't even start at ground zero because I'm a dancer first. So the strength was really, really, really hard for me. So how long did it take you to like do something like an inversion? You know, I actually got the inversions pretty quickly. Um, for some reason, I guess luck, uh, my whole life I'll build muscle in my shoulders and my back. Even when I was like, teeny tiny anorexic teenager I still had muscles oh, somehow okay. or another through this part of my body so I think I just brute forced my way into inversions with this much more than the full body strength honestly but the rest of it caught up I love it okay tell me about the arrow community there where you live oh it's been wonderful I've been so lucky um it's basically a group of hippies um, it's St. Petersburg is probably the most liberal part of Florida that there is. It's oh, like and you're like, St. Petersburg is where like everybody goes to vacation that doesn't go to Miami or yes. Orlando, right? Okay. Yes. It's right on the Gulf Coast. It's beautiful. Um, you know, there are drawbacks to living in Florida for sure, but um, uh, hurricanes being, being the most, so bad. right? Hurricanes being the most, right? Yeah, they, they can be. We have had to evacuate a couple times or I guess really only once, but. So, yeah. Okay. So you're in St. Petersburg. Um, what's the studio that you train at? Um, I've been training at the Movement Sanctuary. Uh, they're undergoing a little transformation period right now, um, change of ownership, change of location. Um, so right now I've been at Aerial Dragons in Tampa. Okay. Um, both of them are great. They're different, um, different environments, different styles, but I love that. Uh, you know, any chance I get to train somewhere new is exciting. I feel like it's good for your whole practice. Um, but Movement Sanctuary has been my home for the last four years. And everyone there has just been so kind, so welcoming. It's not competitive. It's just like a family, you know? Oh, my goodness. I love that. Um, are there, there's a bunch of professionals in Florida because of all of the work, right? Orlando, what is, what does it feel like is there, is there gigs? Um, there are, but the people I know here who are professionals tends to end up doing gigs for a lot of the same people over and over. Okay. Um, this particular area is still pretty small. So I've known people who traveled to Miami for gigs or traveled to Orlando. Um, but the people I know who are full-time professionals are not finding as much work here as they would like to be. Okay. So there is work. Yeah, I know there's a big acrobat community because of Disney and Universal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's kind of like a like a a mini industry over there, kind of. Kind of, yeah. There is a lot of acro, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, what's that? What's that vibe? Is it like beach acro? 
Yeah, actually, a lot of them get together and learn on the beach and, you know, just teach each other more so than go to classes, as I've noticed. I've never really got into it. I've been to one class, okay. um, just been focusing on aerial. But uh, there's a lot of people that are just completely hooked on acro. Okay, so your family, how old are you? What are what what ages are your kids? All right, so my oldest is 13. Okay. And then 10, 8, and 6, almost 7. Okay, uh, in the stages that you're at, what is the most challenging with them right now? Um, well, with my oldest, just teenage hormones. Um, and she's a very... Um, particular individual so when she doesn't want to do something or doesn't like something she's very vocal about it okay um the younger ones it's mostly just getting them enough attention I always feel like I'm not giving each kid enough individual attention okay and we also do virtual school at home so that takes up a lot of our time together which is great we love it um but it makes fitting everything in a challenge for sure. And I don't get to train as often as I would love to either um, because I have to make sure that they are all settled and have their needs met before I can leave most of the time. So you're with them 24-7 because if they're not going to a physical school outside um, and you're a single mom, I guess that would be the correct term. Would you do, does that resonate with you? Yeah, it does. It feels accurate to me. I mean, we're still married. We're still partners in a way, but we've been separated since 2018. So okay. it's, it's accurate. Okay. So single mom of four, uh, virtual school at home. Wow. You should, I think that puts you into sainthood slightly. Maybe. <laughs> People always tell me I have a lot of patience, and I would say that's probably pretty accurate, too, even though it doesn't always feel like that on my end. Yeah, it must be accurate. People say that of me, too, because, um, well, I think it takes a lot more patience to deal with multiple children than just one, but I do have a toddler. I feel like I'm very patient, but I feel like I'm patient because I'm a beginner silks teacher. Because I'm a mom. That probably helps. Yes. No, that makes a lot of sense, though. You have to be patient, I'm sure, to teach beginning silks because it's hard and everyone is practically like a child in the air when it comes to following the directions. They are a child. I call them my arrow babies. They come in as as infants or runaway, you know, strays, you know, like rescues. (laughs) I call them rescues sometimes. Yes. Um, I mean, that feels accurate, too. Yeah, it feels accurate. So I I think that patience of like, oh, I really don't understand this, like for the millionth time, Uh, whatever, you know, footlock, how to climb, all that stuff. But um, yeah, so you're you should be indoctrinated into sainthood soon for being for being that. Um, What's your practice look like? Do you are you able to get to the aerial studio like more than once a week? Um, yeah, while Movement Sanctuary was open, uh, my general routine was to go to class once a week and then as many nights as I could go train late at night um, because I had the freedom to just come in whenever. Um, it was wonderful. Oh, uh, my oldest daughter nice. can babysit. Yeah, so I just put the little kids to bed and go train until you know midnight or whenever. It's oh, fantastic. God, that sounds like that's like dreamy. It was. 
It really was. And when they reopen, I'm sure I'll be back to it. But for now, it's a little harder. Um, but we'll get back there. Because Tampa is like an hour away? Um, with traffic, like 45 minutes. Okay. But it's traffic and you have to drive over a bridge and it's rush hour and all that. And they don't have the same um, amount of open training okay. that I'm used to either. Oh, yeah. Well, no like one does. That's that's like, that's like having your own rig almost type of freedom. Yes. Um, okay. So to, to wrap up, Danny, if you have any, now that I know that I didn't realize you're a, a single mom in a way, um, if you have any advice for the women out there who are single moms, who have kids, who are doing aerial and trying to do it all and be all of it and give all the attention to their kids, what, what would, what might that be? Well, I would say to definitely not put it off. Don't procrastinate deciding to take the leap and do it. I'm thankful that I started when I did. You know, I was 33 when I started. And if I had just, you know, waited another year or continued to wait, you know, my body is not getting any younger. Um, so I feel like I'm glad I started when I did, even though my children were still so little um, at the time and it was more difficult to build that in. Um, but if you feel called to do it, if there's something about aerial or, you know, any circus practice that's calling to you to do it, then, you know, it makes me a better mom to have something for me that fills my heart up. And I feel like it's good for my kids to see me doing something that exists outside of the mom universe. You know, I'm an actual person. Um, and it's been better for my friendships. It's been better for everything in my life. Um, so I would suggest you carve out the time to do it, even if it is only one class a week or once every other week. You know, once you start, I feel like you'll, if you love it, you will find a way or a reason or a motivation to keep fitting it in more. You know, I just okay. interviewed um, one of my students, Karina, who is my student, but uh, older and wiser than me. And she was telling me as a mom, she's like, you got to schedule it. Do the me time, mm -hmm. whatever that means. And for, for many of you guys, it's coming to that aerial class. And for me, it's not exactly that because I show up to get paid and, and to, to provide a service for you guys. But, um, I joked around yesterday in class that it's like I asked my ladies and they're like, it's my one class a week. It's my time. It's my 90 minutes for just me. A couple of them are like that and they have kids at home and I'm like, oh my God, it's so much pressure. <laughs> like it's so much pressure for me. I was like, not pressure to give you guys good aerial class, but to like make it magical. And they're like, no, you don't oh, have to make it magical. Okay. I was like, and now I have to be like, to make it magical but I think no matter what uh regardless of the music I pick regardless of my mood I think it's magical just because you're in the air and because you're with your community so but yeah I was like oh my god <laughs> no it, it's true though I would get this feeling almost like an altered state usually halfway through class and I would look around and be like wow I'm here I'm doing this I love it I have such amazing people around me and it didn't matter what we were working on. It was just the experience of being there. So it's magical just because you're there. 
I hope I hope that's true. Um, Danny, thank you so much for carving out the time. This is a nice little episode. We can talk about. I, I love getting the perspective of all these women all across the world, different parts of the United States. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So thank you for carving out the yes, time. Thank you so much. Yeah, Danny is in her car, and I when we're on Zoom, and I was like, "Oh, did you go somewhere?" She's like, "No, I'm in my driveway, <laughs> just trying to get a quiet the only moment." Place that's quiet. That is that yes. is the most mom thing that you did today on this podcast is sit in your car and do a podcast. So, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So enjoy your day, um, and you know, I'll see you in a week or two. Danny, I am so happy to know you and to share your story, and I'm just so excited to see um, what comes in your life, uh, the surprises that might happen. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you carving out the time. I know you're super busy, and um, for my listeners, check out the website. I've got a bunch of stuff and then I have a bunch of stuff cooking too. So I'll let you guys know um, when I can announce that stuff. Please honor me with a five-star rating and review. It really helps the algorithm shit, you guys. Like <laughs> This whole like digital media thing is such a head F. Um, and I mean, it's great because we can, we can, we can reach each other, but um, the whole marketing side of it is crazy. So if you would just spread the word to your friends, if you have anybody you know you think would be great for the podcast or yourself, please reach out at Carrie One on Instagram. It's the easiest way. Just DM me. I'm on that thing every single minute of the day, it seems like. Um, and I appreciate you for being here. Thanks, guys. And um, what else? Digital Podcasts, the group that I am a part of, health and wellness group. Lots of podcasts there to check out. The link is there in the show notes. And then Greener Grass, the podcast I do with Kelly McVeigh. We do a check-in with each other, just talk about, we just have a girl's time and it's great. We talk about parenting and everything that comes up in our lives and um, have great stories from amazing people on there. All right, my friends. Over and out. This is Carrie from Raptor Header on Sulks. This is Expecting Aerialist. Bye.